So I turn my podcast on Turn the volume up Push play To hear what these dudes will say Cause for romance now I know that there are only Welcome, one and all. This is the pride of Pegram, Brandon Clay Taylor, welcoming you to a talk to remember we have the cleanup from bringing up Mikey, Sir Blag. If Blackbeard had a golden heart, Bradley Toon. If General George Patton was a modern-day Renaissance man, Nathan McDivitt. And then, of course, last but not mm-hmm. least, if Rocky Balboa was a technological genius, Taylor <laughs> Anthony, welcome to the show. Somebody take it from here. That was that was that was the best introduction we've ever had. Pretty solid, except Taylor stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I thought about that a lot in the hour, and then when y'all <laughs> gave me the opportunity, and then Mikey told me to not do introductions because everyone knows this. I was like, oh, I do one for one now. So. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? Luck is just where opportunity meets. Um, what's the, what do they say? Preparation. Luck is where opportunity meets preparation. So there you go. You lucked into it. And you were prepared, so it all worked out. Thanks. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. <laughs> Big old time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> we're good at this. Uh, we're doing an episode this week. Mikey, why don't you talk about it a little bit? Hang on, I'm choking. Somebody else. <laughs> How about Bradley? <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, this week, we are covering another, would you guys call it a romantic comedy? Nah, or a, rom- know, or a romantic movie? I don't even know. It's a, a chick flick, excuse me. A chick uh, flick, yeah. It's definitely a chick flick. Uh, power of friendship is displayed. The power of falling in love in Greece, which you've actually covered before, uh, is its own unique spin in this one. Uh, and the power of family whether blood or not. Um, mm. I actually liked this movie. Uh, not not my favorite all time, but it got me real nostalgic, guys. So I'm actually excited to talk about this one. And this one is The Sisterhood oh, yeah. <laughs> of the Traveling <laughs> The <Bay>. movie. <laughs> we may need to start over. We might just need to start over. Like, no, 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 not. no, we will we not. That off. was a great intro. But it was leaving them like, I wonder what they're talking about. And that's what it is. So that's you see what that dramatic pause? That, that was, that's trained. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, dude. I, and we, you lobbed it up for me. And so we, we, we knocked it out. But this is, this is really, because I'm not going to count that low hand garbage. This is like the first movie of the year. So that other, what? I mean, I guess it was last year, so it, it really was. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So this is our first forte back into the movies after we learned about love again on the last episode. I think we all, you know, we, we that draft just helped us kind of get our heads right. And now we're ready to talk about the, talk about what we know again. And so. Hey, Mikey, if I could politely interrupt, uh, uh-huh. if you had 45 seconds to talk about the draft, what would you say about it? You know, um, I don't know that 45 seconds is going to be enough, but I'm going to try like heck, Bradley. Um, I remember during that actual draft, 
Um, you know, I would say in the past two seasons, I've been somewhat of a villain. I've been vilified. People have just talked down about me and said that, you know, I bring out the worst in people and the worst in these movies. But during that you, draft, you, you, I don't know you if said I've that ever, about you. you I don't said know that about if you, I've ever felt so bullied in my life than when I picked these movie, these songs that were so romantic. And, and apparently I wasn't alone because they came out in droves. And by droves, I mean like six people. And they all agreed with me and Brandon. We hey, Nathan, how do you feel about what Mikey just said? I, man, I've had to, I've had to eat a lot of humble pie. Um, you know, I think I think one of our just to just to just to throw a spin on this movie. I think I think I think Bailey said it best from this from this movie. <laughs> you know, I don't know, Mikey. Maybe the truth is there's a little bit of a loser in all of us. You know. Being happy isn't having everything in your life be perfect. Maybe it's just about stringing together all the little things like wearing these pants or getting to a new level of the dragon's lair. Maybe those count for more than the bad stuff. Maybe we just get through it. That's all we can ask for. Well, for me, I'd rather win. <laughs> and I did. And so I was really happy with the, out, the result of that draft. I sort of. I mean, I didn't lose. So... I guess that's a win. Um, I said we just scrapped it. You know, I know that was Barato. Anyway, I think we should jump right into this movie. So, Taylor, do you have our Wikipedia up? I do. I have it up and ready to go. Let's just let's let's hit a couple of these paragraphs and see what happens. All right. So we have uh, Lena Caligaris. Tibby Rollins, Carmen Lowell, and Bridget Vreeland are teenagers from Bethesda, Maryland, who have been best friends their whole lives. The girls are about to spend their first summer apart. Lena is visiting her grandparents in Santorini, Greece. Bridget is going to soccer camp in Baja, California, Mexico. Carmen is visiting her father in South Carolina, and Tibby is staying home. While shopping together, the girls find a pair of jeans that inexplicably fit them all perfectly. The girls decide to share the, dream, the jeans equally over the summer before partying the next day. Should I keep going? No, yeah. stop. Oh, okay. No, all stop. Right. That, like, the, fir the first 30 seconds of the movie, I looked over at Claudia, who loves this movie, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. Like... This is the dumbest thing. Like, because the, the credits are this, they're like spindling all the fibers and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what is happening? This is, this is really ridiculous. And then that scene happens where they all put on the pants and it fits them all perfectly. And I was like, well, that's stupid. Like, that doesn't Dude, happen. Gene stretch. It's possible. <laughs> well, they do have those jeans, right? That are made out of like not gene material that do are made to fit a lot of different people. So, right. Jeggings. Also, right. they don't make movies out of regular jeans. So you're not picking up a pair at Old Navy and making a movie out of it. So obviously there's something unique going on here. Magic jeans, man. Dang. I'm just saying that's that's how I felt. I didn't say that's how I ended. I said that's how I felt. <laughs> well, dude, hey, if wizards had pants, those would be them. Oh, wizards and pants. <laughs> here we go. I'll also say, and I I'm curious for you guys too, before we get into the the heart of all this. When we saw a little bit of each girl's personality and then we saw who they were when they were adults, like, and by adults, I mean the, their modern day version of these girls. Um, there was one that I thought, oh, I'm going to hate this girl with every ounce of my being. And then her story was my favorite one. 
So I'm curious where everyone else will fall to, but like there was a, like this Tibby girl who shows up with the blue hair and the I was like, man, I'm gonna hate this girl. Couldn't get enough of that story. Loved it, but yeah. that's just me personally. So Taylor, let's keep going. My my right. one my one oh. ad, sorry, my one ad yeah. is that um, I have never gone to a thrift shop or a pawn shop. Was it a pawn shop or a thrift store? It'd be like a thrift store. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm getting pants from that store. Just saying. I think you get a lot of other knickknacks, a pair of jeans for anybody. That may be a stretch. Maybe that's just me. Sorry. We can keep going. I will say I have bought a lot of stuff from thrift stores. I also have never been known to be great with fashion thoughts. (laughs) So there that is. Take that for what you will. Self-aware. Self-aware, everybody. All right, Taylor. So while wearing the pants... Lena nearly drowns, but a local Greek boy, Kostas Dunas, rescues her. Lena later learns from her grandmother that her and Kostas's family are enemies. Kostas pursues Lena, saying that the dispute between their families has nothing to do with them. Lena initially rebuffs Kostas's advances, but eventually begins a secret relationship with him. Later, Kostas tells Lena that he loves her, but her family interrupts and drags her away before she can answer. Lena appeals to her grandfather, who agrees to allow her to see Kostas before he leaves for Athens. So I guess we're kind of doing a girl's story at a time in the paragraph. Okay, that's 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 fair. Let's do that. This girl right here, Lena. I feel like even though there were times when the other stories were happening, I was like, man, this is dumb. Man, I don't like this. Man, this is ridiculous. And then in the end, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This one? I just felt like they were like, oh, we need a fourth girl. Let's just do Romeo and Juliet. Because it didn't feel like there was a whole <laughs> lot of depth to this story to me. I Maybe I, you guys might not agree or might agree, might not agree. But for her, I just felt like, oh, let's throw a fourth one out there. See what happens. Did you have higher expectations going into her storyline? I thought I knew who this girl was because I've never seen Gilmore Girls. But I knew at that time it was a big show. And so I thought they're going to use this girl and they're going to do something massive. And I just really didn't get a lot out of it. Like, I was like, okay, she's shy. um, So this is going to be her like coming out of her shell. But even that, like compared to what the other girls go through, I'm like, that's kind of grasping for straws on this one. Maybe you guys feel different, but I just didn't care a lot about her story. So that's all I'm going to say. I just wanted to show Santorini. I thought it was fine. I liked it. Wow. But I definitely got the uh, Montague and Capulet feel for sure. Brandon, you got anything? So I'm going to call Lena Rory because that's all I really thought about when I watched the movie. (laughs) Rory, you know, I really thought that um, she was a quite vanilla character, to be honest with you. But I really like that. What are they in Greece? That mm-hmm. Greece guy, man, he was a lot of fun. So like Greece guy, Rory was a little boring. But sometimes the boring ones ended up with the exciting guys because they balance each other out. You know, except uh, what are they called? Opposites attract. You know what I mean? I just thought it was a quick, like she was just kind of dormant. And then she's standing on this pier. And she just has a thought. She's like, you know what? Now's the time. Literally all 16 years of my life, I'm throwing everything out the window for this one moment because I saw a fisherman in a loose Henley shirt. And now 
my whole world's changed. Like I just feel like that moment was a little little. But when you're doing four stories at once, exactly one, one probably is going to suffer a little bit. You're probably going to have to fast forward a little bit. So uh, I think that's what they did there. And well, they I, 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 y'all go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. So I was I gonna agree, say, like, I sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I felt like some of these girls once they got the jeans, it just went on forever. But for her, it felt like she's first. She gets them. She falls in the water. A merman comes and saves her. And then it's like, let's send these jeans on. It felt like it was just quick, man. Like her story was two minutes. I know well, they yeah, come but, back, but. I, but they like, so that's, but that's the only like love relation. That's the only relationship that's that like is a real relationship in the, you right. know, in the movie. So I, I think they just felt like they had to have one and what better place. Than Santorini, Greece, to have, and a that makes story, sense. You know? I didn't even think of that. That is, that's like the one real, like act. I mean, there's, yeah, but it's the real love story. Of well, I've got some things to say about Rory that's a little bit more redeeming, but I'm gonna hold them close to my vest until the end. <laughs> All right, so All right, stick well, around, listeners. We're moving on to the next. Let's move on to the next one. All right, so next looks like it's about Tibby. Working at a discount department store, Tibby finds a young girl, Bailey Grafman, has fainted and calls an ambulance. Later, Bailey delivers the pants to Tibby's house after they are accidentally delivered to her home by mistake. Fascinated by Tibby's self-made film, Bailey appoints herself as Tibby's assistant. Initially annoyed, Tibby grows to accept Bailey and learns that Bailey has leukemia. When Bailey again is taken to the hospital, Tibby avoids her for a while, but eventually visits her with the pants. She pleads with Bailey to take them, but Bailey says the pants have already worked their magic by bringing her and Tibby together. Tibby continues to spend time with Bailey in the hospital until she eventually passes away overnight. She decides to make a film inspired by Bailey. So they're like telling the whole story for each girl and each. Okay. Yeah, right. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how, how I compartmentalize the movie anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was four little movies. That's cool. Yeah, this this storyline was one probably of the. Well, Carmen's was the the beginning of that was pretty unexpected, at least in my mind. Um, but this was the one that was kind of took you on the emotional roller coaster for sure, and in a way that probably like I think most people when they saw the four characters, they may have thought a lot what you felt, uh, Mikey, that this girl, what in the world is she going to be? And then it it was one of the it was one of the the storylines that were just kept that like you anytime it would go to Greece, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to see what happens over here though. Back in, back in Bethesda. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen that little girl or anything else. That little girl could act. She had some chops. I was on about her, to say, that's exactly what I had written down. She, she was a really good actress. Like she, she owned this movie. Um, and like, you know, it's a movie, you know, it's a movie because it's about magical pants, but all that to say, like the whole time you're like, man, I don't want to see this little girl die. And you know, it's coming, you know, it's going to happen. But like, she just, every scene she was in, like, I loved the document. Ah, like as a movie guy. Um, and like, that's even my major, like was film and things like that. Um, I liked that whole story, but I loved this little girl just like interjecting and, and almost making Tibby care about people more. Like, I guess was kind of her story was like to melt her heart of stone. Um, and I don't know, man, like that, when that little girl died, I was like, that was the one, there was a point and I'll just be honest because it happened during this point in the movie, since we're covering them girl by girl by girl by girl. But me and Brandon, 
there was a point where we hit pause to like go get something to drink or whatever. And we were like, man, there's still 40 minutes of this movie. Like this is not, I don't enjoy this. And then as it got to the back halves of some of these stories, we were like, oh, dang, this is a good, good little movie. Um, and this was a massive part of that to me. So I really, really enjoyed this story. I liked Tibby. I liked the character, but I liked how this this little Bailey girl kind of redeemed her because at the beginning, I did not care for her at all. Yeah, well, that- Tibby is what's interesting is, you know, you get these like, like you said, the blue hair, the whatever punk rock whatever kind of genre you want to put on her and i think a lot of movies that actress can try a little too hard to be that stereotypical whoever but i thought the actress who played tibby did a good job and um rory forget her name in the movie actually says when she's describing him she says like you know tibby knows exactly who she is and i envy her mm-hmm. i think that yeah. Tibby portrayed herself that way really well and you know just the the thought of all her best friends going off on adventures and she thought she was going to have a boring summer and you know bailey makes her summer and honestly like changes her perspective on life in a lot of ways so i mean yeah of all of them this was one of the ones i was way more engrossed in and like you said when we're on another story i was kind of ready to jump back and see what else right here i think that's very astute i will say because i thought that tibby did a great job of letting the movie come to her um because I thought she could be quite vanilla, and it was so endearing. And, you know, a Michael Jordan needed the Scottie Pippen, and that's what we had here, seriously, you know. And uh, so it was a beautiful story. Um, I, I was really hoping – I even told Mikey this. I said, look, if these magic pants save that little girl's life, uh, we are going to go nuts here. Um, and it didn't happen because, you know, you know, nothing. that's life. But it, it could have. I don't know. I guess we haven't gotten there yet, so we don't know the end. So keep listening. Find no, out. It, Brandon, Brandon, it finished, it finished her story. We do know she's dead. She died. <laughs> well, everybody, look, <laughs> I believe in heaven. And also it was a movie. So in real life, that girl, little girl lived. Because um, I looked her up on Wikipedia during the movie. Last thing I'll say, Tibby is short for Tabitha or Tabalt. Its meaning is devoted to God, um, beautiful, or it says a Spanish, but truly that's not what it means. So um, anyway, if you're wondering, Tibby. I've never heard of a Tibby before. Really? That was a good drop in. Appreciate that. I think I think it was a dynamite drop in, Mikey. That was if you a don't dynamite mind. drop in, beat that. When Taylor looks up on this screen, like if, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you, you this isn't going to make any sense to you. But he keeps looking up at Nate like it's the friggin' Brady Bunch, and I can't figure out why he's doing that. So it's weirding me out. Every time Nate talks, he looks up, and it's weird. Um, but just another, just another little tidbit. But are we wanting to move on to the next girl? We we go with Tibbs. Yeah, let's keep going. All right. All I think right. We'll, I think we'll have a lot to say after the we kind of. Hear I think about that all might the, be the, the case girls. too. Yeah. So Carmen is next. Carmen arrives in South Carolina, only to discover that her father Al is about to marry Lydia, who has two children around Carmen's age, Paul and Krista. They are bl- uh, b- they are blonde wasps. Unlike Carmen, who was raised by her Catholic Puerto Rican mother. Oh, is Carmen... it wasp? Yep. What? What is that? Can anybody help me? Anglo-Saxon Protestant. What's What's that? White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Roll Tide. Oh, uh, that's the first time I ever heard that in my life. Same. Yeah, me too. I, and How did you know that? Once. 
Brandon, are you reading the same thing Taylor is? No, I I know Wasp. Okay. I, I look. I knew white and I knew Protestant, and then I thought, oh, Anglo-Saxon. You put them together, and I heard the term before. But it's a very conservative. I think like Southern, like Southern woman is blonde. It's a good description. <laughs> got a little, it's got a little bit of sting, huh? But uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh continuing God. on. Sorry. Uh, although Carmen's father and stepfamily initially seem welcoming, they emotionally neglect her. Carmen feels uncomfortable with her father referring to Paul and Krista as his kids and resents him being an enthusiastic, present father to them while he has usually been absent in her life. Carmen is embarrassed at a dress shop when she tries on the bridesmaid dress picked out for her for the wedding, which is too small and unflattering to her voluptuous figure. Angered when the saleswoman calls her the other one, Carmen shouts at Lydia and runs away. She eventually takes a taxi home and assumes her father and Lydia are out looking for her, but finds them happily enjoying dinner together in their, in their dining room, apparently unconcerned that she's missing. Carmen throws a stone through their dining room window and returns to Maryland. When Carmen returns home, Tibby uh, tries to help Carmen with her feelings towards her father. Carmen lashes out at Tibby, who leaves in tears, though they eventually reconcile. Tibby convinces Carmen to confront her father with a phone call during which she finally reveals her feelings of neglect and abandonment. He apologizes sincerely, but Carmen tells him it isn't enough. I can't believe they used the word voluptuous to describe a girl. That was, that, that was really strange. <laughs> I kind of I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's what Brandon's been laughing at, but it was weird. What were you laughing at? So Taylor said, I'm so. Everybody, I've been eating Ritz crackers, so I'm having to put my mic on mute a lot so you don't hear me crunching a lot. And when I saw Taylor say voluptuous, I look up and Nate just does a face. <laughs> then I just get tickled. So I start <laughs> laughing real hard. And then I see Mikey starting to react to my foolishness because he can hear me like laugh yell. So anyway. I okay. I uh I kind of I kind of didn't really hear a ton. I mean, I watched the movie, so I know I know what happened with 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 Carmen. Um that uh so, oh, well, disclaimer, Claudia also, like, whereas I enjoy surprises, Claudia's not, she doesn't really love surprises. So um, she was driving into the city and I, or whatever, there's something happened where he, I, apparently he had moved out of where he was and Carmen picked up on that. She's like, where are we going? And Claudia looked at me, she's like, you know where she's going? And I was like, are you going to tell me before, are you going to tell me before we see it? And uh, sure enough, she pulls into the cul-de-sac where um, his stepmom is. And I was like, that's a really, that'd be, that'd be a really sucky way to like yeah. start off your trip. Like, I mean, she's, she hardly ever sees him, supposed to spend the summer with him. And then like, oh, hey, meet, meet your replacement family. That was really, that's a really bummer. Also, yeah, that guy, like, I like him as an actor, but I can't see him and not think of Billy Madison. Like, just <laughs> that doofus from Billy Madison. So even though, like, I knew how I was supposed to feel through this whole story, there was a part of me that struggled because I'm like, this is the little weasel laugh guy from Billy Madison. And it's hard for me to get past, but that's, <laughs> that's whatever it is. Um, I thought this was our, I don't know if there's a villain in the movie, but man, the, this, the whole family thing was exactly just like a, how not to bring your real daughter into your new family. Like mm -hmm. everything was the exact opposite of what you would do. And I mean, obviously it's a movie, but um, <clears throat> just incredibly insensitive every step of the way. And uh, that girl could act too. The one that yeah. plays uh, 
The, yeah. Her name's America something. Her real name. What's her name in the movie? Of course Carmen? it is. Carmen of course is. It's America. Uh, <laughs> but Carmen's a great actress. But I think her conversation with her dad, like that was emotional. And that was a very real conversation. That The phone call? Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it encapsulated yeah. every single thing that had led to that, you know? And uh, I did think that, it was weird. I don't know why they threw in the tennis scene. That's my. I was going to say that not. too. So, like, like I thought, we, were we setting up for another love story? I was like, "What is she like going yeah, to be feeling a, for her brother?" Like, her <laughs> yeah, that was. But uh, I thought that was weird too. It was a. I guess it was to set up him going to see his mm-hmm. original dad. But I don't know. It was. It was a weird. It was a weird scene. But yeah, I, this was my other like one. I was really invested in because, like, how's this going to be? remedied how, how is there going to be reconciliation you know her girl's going to come surround her and obviously the ending happens the way it does but man the way this one probably stirred my emotions more than any of them because i was so mad at the dad and the family I, but and it reminded me like because and i clearly i'm not going to mention names but like i've grown up with friends whose parents have separated and as an outsider you can see this more than like than they can, but it is. It's like they always blame the one that stayed, and they'll give this, especially this. I can think of a couple relationships in particular where they'll put this dad on a pedestal, and then like the mom. And watching that play out, I was like, man, that's real. Like that happens so often, where this mom's there and she kind of. I mean, I don't think they had a bad relationship, but she was just like she made her dad the man. Um, and everything he did showed how he wasn't like, mm-hmm. it, I'm not, not saying not like, I don't think inherently he's a bad guy. Um, you're but, talking about your friend, you're talking about this movie. No, in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think the dad is inherently a bad dude. I think he just made really stupid decisions and how he handled things. Like, I, I don't think he didn't love his daughter. Like he just, yeah didn't handle any of the lead up well to show that he did. So yeah, that was, I mean, that was hard to watch at times. She, she might be the most likable of all the girls and not that, not that the others aren't likable, but just like all the, you know, life stuff that she kind of had to navigate through. And then that conversation, like now I, I, I got pretty emotional during that conversation she had with her dad, Bradley, like that was, it was like, yeah, yeah, she was. She's as an actress, like that. That scene was just one of the most like get you in your feels because like maybe because I have a daughter and like I just I would just hope that's never the case for me. But like, yeah, I was just like, dude, this is real. Like she is, she mm-hmm. is. This is this is a hard conversation. So I'll say this about America Ferrera. Um, first off, I thought she had maybe one of the hardest, maybe the hardest story. I know that uh, Tibby going through death is really hard too. So it's hard to, you know, compare that, but I, 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 I mean, that's tough with your dad, but um, America Ferreira has some acting chops. So she got her actress first start as got to kick it up as a Disney channel original movie. And I remember this movie. Uh, I would have been, it was 2000, I was 12 at the time. It made an impact on me for sure. That's a true story. So look that one up, but you know, she had a big time role on ugly Betty. She was the lead role. And um, that was a big show at one point so look she's she's oh definitely my gosh some things i know so those are two pretty heavy hitters i know that not everybody really respects disney channel originals but i definitely give them their due you know so yeah. but g- good part of the movie great part of the movie great imdb moment there Brandon. Yeah, i had I, I had no idea that it was ugly betty couldn't put it together and superstore right uh, Taylor, I was not, I wasn't gonna say it, but yes, that is what she's been doing post Ugly Betty. So 
you got me. I'll say also, this, just talking about the real the real moments or whatever, like you see in the beginning, you know, you, I don't know what you guys thought. I was like, this is going to be a feel-good, fluffy movie. And I knew it's based on a book, but, I mean, in the first five minutes or ten minutes, you see, you know, them dealing with a, a mother taking her life. I'm pretty sure that's what it insinuated. Uh, yeah. A father, you watch a father walk to a taxi, like walking out on a family, like how these girls have to deal with it. So, I mean, I feel like for that, like that got me in a place of, oh, they're dealing with real stuff. This right. isn't just like a fairy tale, you know? And so, um, I don't know. That's just, in, I probably should have saved that for the end, but like, like we talked no. about that from conversation, just appreciate it. I feel like we're going to clearly touch it. on her story again because Taylor didn't fully wrap it up. But right. the other thing I'll say was like talking about feeling for her. Like, yeah, she was acting out because she wanted him. She wanted his attention and his affection. But that scene where she runs away and then she comes back expecting everybody to be looking for her and she looks in the window Ooh. and they're just having dinner yeah. laughing. Like, that's a tough scene to watch, man. Like, that's like, how would that not break your heart? Like, if mm -hmm. you're that other girl to feel like you were just left like, the one that they didn't want. Like that was just, that was rough. I didn't well, Mikey, that scene. And, and I will say in all seriousness, that was the only part. Cause we will learn a little bit more about the story. I was like, man, that's a tough one to come back from. Like, yeah. like that would be tough to reconcile because that, that is actually apathy to me. And that, that would be the most harmful thing because that's when someone just doesn't care. Like, yeah, you know, it's not even for sure. I want to go back to a, um, a little bit earlier in Carmen's story um, then. So th I th the phone call was, I thought was phenomenal. I'm with, I'm with you guys. And I looked over at Emily, we were watching together and uh, she had tears running down her face and she was going to make fun of her. I'm like, I'm almost, I want to cry here too. Like this is <laughs> super touching. I can't, I can't get any for this, but I thought um, it almost overshadows another part that was really great, which was the conversation that, that Tibby and Carmen have in, in uh, Carmen's bedroom when she's got, when she got back and Carmen's explaining all of the things that went horribly wrong um, at her dad's. And I thought just that small thing of Tibby um, challenging her that like, could it be that maybe they're just excited about the wedding? Could it be yeah. basically to say like, could it be that it's not all about you? Not that your feelings aren't irrelevant, but, and later, you know, she gets yelled at there, but they make up and, for it, but I thought I wrote down it's like I just felt like that was good authentic friendship mm. um and for a movie that really is about friendships these pants like pull together well, that was just a really terrific moment of that that they kind of glanced off of and then and then you get an even better line with her on the phone call but that's good no that's real um I'm shocked that we didn't finish with her story and that we're about to go to soccer camp because honestly, up until the end of this fourth story, I was like, man, I hate this one. <laughs> like I'll just be honest, but <laughs> up until it, it gets to the end and you start connecting dots, I was just like, this is, Oh, we're going to soccer camp in Mexico. Okay. Cool. 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 From uh, Bethesda. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, but I think we can move on there. Are you guys ready? Are we good? Let's hit that up, Taylor. Cool. So uh, last but not least, arriving at soccer camp, Bridget develops a crush on coach Eric Richmond. Despite relationships between coaches and campers being forbidden, Bridget flirts with Eric and tries to seek his attention during games. 
When Bridget's uh, turn with the pants begins, she leads Eric to the beach at night where they have sandwiches. And uh, that was her first time having a sandwich. Bridget becomes depressed afterwards and isolates herself. And isolates herself when she returns home. After hearing about what happened in a letter, Lena calls Carmen and Tibby uh, and they go to Bridget's house. Bridget worries she is like her mother, whose mood swings and mental issues culminated in deep depression and her suicide. However, Carmen and Tibby reassure Bridget that she is stronger than her mother and, uh, and comfort her with happy memories of her mother. On his way back to Columbia University, Eric visits and apologizes to Bridget for his behavior and expresses his hope that she will give him a chance when she is older. So if you haven't been with us for a while, having sandwiches means being intimate. Um, just to kind of throw that out there for anybody who thought maybe it talks about sandwiches on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. Moving my, on. my first two observations. Uh, one, if you were to ask me which, you know, in these high school shows and dramas, most people don't look like high schoolers, right? Like right. they're all 30 year old models that are posing as 16 year olds. But uh, Blake Lively did not pass as a 17 year old in this movie. Also, the only <laughs> other observation I had was 65 to 70% of her like story was her running in some form or fashion. Now, running do you want me to blow your mind? mind? Are you ready to have your mind blown? <laughs> yes. She was 17, wasn't she? She was 16 when this film was made. Oh my God. Well, there you go. <laughs> it, it's hard to believe. Like I, when I was watching, I was like, "Man, it's hard to believe that they allowed a sixteen-year-old like to dress, to have that kind of role, that kind of role, that kind of." Role. She, the That's thing right. I IMDb it because I was wow. curious. Like, I wonder how old these girls are, and she's supposed to play the oldest, and she was the youngest. She was sixteen or seventeen. Wow! But it blew my mind because she. I would have thought the same. But this girl's in her twenties, and it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, there you go, Bradley. You mentioned her running, but I just I need to say it again. She ran poorly. I don't understand (laughs) how these these Hollywood folks are in such incredible shape. They take such good care of their bodies, and not one trainer out in Hollywood has been like, "You might want to learn how what it looks like to run (laughs) properly." Hey, tell me a good Hollywood actor or actress that can throw a ball in it with good form. You show me that, and then I'll show you. I mean, at least that's a little bit more of a skill set, right? Like we were born to run no nobody knows is that a song it is i wasn't trying to reference it (laughs) the uh you know as as bad as her uh her running form was which i totally agree she looked like she played soccer before like she didn't look awful playing soccer you know like like for for as bad as she did like first of all this eric guy you know i need to come back to him in a little bit but um when she's racing him, I was like, that ah, no way, no way. This isn't happening. Especially the wet her form, I was like, there's no way she's winning. But when she's when she's playing soccer, like at least she now there was one point where she scored a goal and she got in trouble for it, but like it, it, it like saw her it showed her kick it and then it cut to the ball going in. hundred percent she kicked it ten feet over the net. Like a hundred percent. And then they just cut to her going yeah. top 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 left corner, which was a nice that's a nice shot. Not the not the she definitely kicked it ten feet over the goal though. Also, if you guys had this, you know, more power to you. That's great. But that dude's haircut, man. Like, that is one of the most 90s-looking haircuts I've ever seen, and I hate it. I hated that haircut. I think Brandon did too, but it's just like – it's like it was – I 
I can only call it like the Ellen. Like it looked like he had the Ellen. <laughs> it, honestly, it looks like you just kind of put a mop on somebody's head and yeah. just cut off the mop part. So that's a lot, stick. man. And I know we have a lot yeah. to talk about with their story, but this guy, I just I could not stand this guy. And part of it was because he just looked like a guy I would hate. Well, let's just start here. Let's just let's just bash this guy real fast. Uh, what's his name? Who, who's got it? I know his name. What's his real name? What's somebody Eric, I'm, oh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go from here. You've got first of all, he he's either a loser and he's not very fast as a soccer player, or he let her win. Which I don't know. Either way, that that's that that that's a bull trap. Okay, you, you keep going through the whole thing. Um, they made sandwiches, and then actually, the first thing she said to him was, "I'm 17." Right, she runs up beside him. She's like, blah, 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 blah. "I'm 17." So he he knows, he knows. And then and then then the, whatever the, the whole sandwich thing happened. And then the end of it, like I, I thought the whole time, I thought, "Man, this is a, this is all right, whatever." I didn't think much about it. But at the very end, when he's like, "Hey, I'm so it's my fault the way things happen. It was my responsibility. I didn't take care of you. But when you get 20, won't you give me a call?" I was like, <laughs> "This this guy's a predator. He is a he is a predator, and he should be in jail." That's all. That's all. That's all I got. So these people. Also, when has that strategy ever worked? Hey, in four years, give me a call. Has that ever? <laughs> has anyone ever made the call? Half a decade later. I mean, it'd be awesome. A, hey, there's a lot too. Who knows? Maybe she I, did. I, I, I'd have made the call. I made a call to police and said, "This guy right here, <laughs> he, he engaged in some illegal behavior down in Baja, California, Mexico." Also, if is. we're just gonna jump to that scene, can we talk about? The most random part of this whole movie where there are magic pants is that this dog grabs these jeans and leads her to this creep. Like, that was ridiculous. That, like, in a movie. Is that more ridiculous than having magic pants? Huh? That's more ridiculous than having magic pants. A, a dog grabbing a piece of well, clothing. Well, no, the pants, the pants are magic and drew the dog and forced the dog to do it. That's how magic works, man. Come on. I'm a wizard. I know this stuff. My bad. My bad. That's okay. I forgive. Well, so maybe we should really talk about old, uh, what's her name? Bridget's story. Um, and I, I'll let one of you guys take off with it if you'd like, because I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> here's, here's can I, let me put the positive spin, and then maybe yeah. if you guys have a positive spin, that's great. I think that with most of these girls, you can kind of, once again, on the front end, just on face value, you can be like, what is she doing? She's being so dumb, whatever. But then you always you can fall back to that backstory of, well, she's acting out of this place. And they refer to it all the time. She's acting out of a place of of pain, of trying to prove herself in some ways. I mean, you know, you kind of question during this pursuit of this Eric guy, is it about Eric or is it about, you know, she even said, like, it's an obsession. It's an obsession I can't, you know, shake. And is it trying to prove herself and she ends up having a big conversation about it later, but it's just another one of those things where yes, she does dumb things, but you, you have that backstory of, man, she's struggling through this. There's a reason for it at least. So there's my positive, well, positive spin on it. Oh, Brandon, you know, are you just about to do a lot of trivia, or do you do you have something that you're going? I'm say? actually going to talk about a movie which has been weird. Okay. I haven't done a, I've not done a great job this time. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but I will say, you know, like losing a mom to, um, you know, in the way that she did and the way it was insinuated, that would be extremely traumatic. And you know, I do think that probably everybody does things that are really unhealthy 
due to subconscious, you know, trauma that's happened in their childhood. And um, I definitely like, I just thought that actually played out really beautifully and it was really painful, but also there were moments that, that were really sweet. And, um, you know, she was very frustrating to me because I was like this, this ridiculous soccer camp and she's just so over the top, but it, my heart kind of, and she had a strong personality too, like very like type a, and that can kind of rub me the wrong way uh, when people have that personality. But man, I just had a lot of compassion for her and, you know, it was really sweet to have her friends rally around and to just kind of watch her process it. And especially the way she talked through like, I, like her fear of becoming like her mom. And I thought, man, um, I, you know, I, I can't relate to like being a girl or definitely can't relate to losing a parent. I both of mine are alive, but the, the fear of, of becoming something that you're terrified of being. And so my heart went out to uh, her and I actually enjoyed that storyline. Yep. Yeah. For I, me, and maybe I admit, like, I well, clearly I did. I knew her mom died at the beginning and I'm not sure if I just wasn't paying attention or I wasn't in the room or what. I didn't catch how her mom died. So till they started saying all that at the end, I wasn't fully aware that it was the way that it happened. Um, and so when I'm watching her story, I'm not thinking about that. And so I thought they were just playing this up to be the second love story. And I was just, I didn't enjoy it because I was like, this is dumb. The soccer camp, it's in Mexico. He's a coach. She's a teenage girl. Like, I couldn't, but then when the moment happens and they make their sandwiches and like you see her really struggle with real life things, um, I really like this story because it didn't pull mm -hmm. any punches. Like it was like, I, I like a movie when it takes you places that you didn't think you were going to go with it. And when we watch Ooh. a movie called Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, <laughs> clearly I think this is going to be a fun, fluffy movie. Um, but yeah. they dealt with some hard topics, man. And mm -hmm. and watching, like, this is kind of into my final thoughts, and that's fine, because I know we still have some movies. But, like, I told Brandon when we were watching this, like, this movie was what that now and then wishes it was that we mm. watched, where it was, like, teenage friendships and watching them evolve. And sure, we never get to see these girls when they're older, but you know they're still close because of the way they helped each other through these teen years. And I was like, this like it just that story. I was like, dang man, this is like this is real and raw. And like looking at this girl dealing with her dad and this girl like dealing with worried she's gonna be like her mom and like I was just like, this is this is not the movie I thought I watched. And I don't know, I I, I really dug that story because you you I mean we sure we still got a happy ending. But it wasn't like with a pretty bow, <laughs> like it was just yeah. a nice ending. So, so I'll I'll say first of all, when when they when they got to Mexico, um, the the song Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten was just blaring, and so I was like, "This is cool, 2005, take me back." Like, okay, I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, and then she, I guess it was so they race right, and then they're sitting there, they're talking, whatever. And then she says that she so she's talked to a shrink because of whatever, and she says that that the shrink has diagnosed as single-minded to the point of recklessness and that that and then when everybody else was getting stuff from their parents or whatever and she got like this formalized letter that said hey things are good here best wishes dad so like you get nobody's even mentioned the dad as far as her story goes her dad's a deadbeat like 
her mom is gone, but her dad might as well be gone. So she, mm-hmm. the only people mm-hmm. who she has are these, these other three girls and, and her future, which could be soccer or whatever. I guess we don't know that. Um, but so she's, she's obsessing over soccer. She's obsessing over trying to fill this void that she's missing. Cause she's not getting any sort of affection or love from her dad. So she finds it in this tool bag or she'd be in jail. Um, Eric. And, and so the, unlike you, Mikey, like I, I saw it from the beginning. I was like, Oh yeah, dude, she is. She's reeling, like she's reeling, trying to find, um, trying to find who she is, and trying to find her place. So, yeah, I think too. Um, I just to kind of piggyback Mikey and Nate. Like, I think that even today, um, movies like this, kind of teen movies, when we talk about making sandwiches and stuff, you know, whatever, like over-sexualizing movies and stuff, it romanticizes it in a lot right. of ways. And so, the fact that right after we're seeing a real life thing that happens. I think a lot more often than it's talked about. Uh, there's an appreciation there that, that yeah, I respect it. So, 100%. Uh, a lot more of a direct dealing with issues than the title of the movie would. I uh, would just right just piggyback piggyback everything you, you were saying, Mikey. <clears throat> All right, Taylor, let's take it home. Right. And it's real short here. The girls meet Lena at the airport and drive to South Carolina to attend Carmen's father's wedding, despite Carmen's reluctance. Carmen's father publicly apologizes for neglecting her. Carmen accepts his apology and joins the blended family on stage for the ceremony. The end. There we go. Boy, that that ended fast. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me a little bit of Charlie Brown and the fact that adults, like, they exist. But this is this specific moment. It's like the girls just decide they're going to go road trip down to this family thing so they just, they just do it you know like there's no adults to be found so these 16 year olds uh one of them doesn't even have their permit right tibby doesn't even have her permit yet i so don't think so just yeah. counting on bridget to drive them so i just thought that was funny but anyway fun. i thought yeah. you know because i mean this is clearly the wrap-up that we've been hitting at like carmen had a just a horrible story like you could see that like the phone call that she had, like the pain that this girl had. And like, it's also real that she would not want to go to that wedding. Like, and in a movie like this, you know, she has to. So it was just cool how they wrapped that up. Like they, I mean, they forced her, but it wasn't like tire up and put her in the car. Like it's like that's the way it should be is your friends just make you deal with the things that you don't want to deal with and i loved how this story ended again in the magic pants she puts those on and she gets her happy ending um but her and her dad reconcile and he stops the wedding to pull her up there but it was just it was cool because like i didn't know how they were going to get her there because clearly after that phone call she was not going to go on her own um and and, and to kind of even jump back um maybe we well okay let's finish this story and then we can jump back because i just thought of something else but anybody else got anything about this i I mean so like i i I get it sister of the traveling pants but like she wore the pants to the wedding or yeah to the wedding yeah i just that's a tough she was going she was in a dress was she she changed into the pants yeah they threatened her like at that gas station I guess I missed place that they put the yeah. pants on her for the wedding yeah so but uh but I I thought like 
that was another, like to see that kind of reconciliation after the emotional phone call was was pretty cool. Um, but I still think it's really weird because the mom like grabbed her like she they you know, or the stepmom grabbed her and was like, "Hey, like love love you, glad you're here." And I was like, "Good, yeah, miss me with all that, man." Yeah. Like, Brandon, what you got for us? Man, I thought it was so awesome. These four girls are fighting the good fight. We're heading to South Carolina. And she's in a dress. But they said, you know what? These magic pants have all done these beautiful miracles. Let's throw those puppies on. She rolls up there, and you have redemption to the max. You know, I sometimes love it when things are not realistic and just end in a very happy way. And that's how that ended. And um, honestly, the hat, like, because he's the Billy Madison guy or whatever. Um, you know, when I watch Billy Madison again, which I'm sure I will, he'll look differently because he was a really nice guy in that moment. So people change. Wasp Lady was a lot better this time. Maybe she learned a lesson. So I loved it. I also thought that because we didn't see a lot of all of them together for the majority of the movie, they had good chemistry for a group. Yeah. Of you know, like that car driving scene. <laughs> I was like, I can, I, I believe that these four could be best friends, you know, and that's not always easy to do. So, once again, it just what I was going to ask you the main thing was Bridget, <laughs> the Bridget scene where she was struggling because I was trying to connect all the dots when Lena got the pants the second time in Greece. Is that where they found a note from Bridget, or what yeah. was the note? I'm trying to make that connection. Like, was it a like a depression note? Did she write what she went through? Like, I couldn't remember what that note was. Yeah, she wrote about like how she got what she wanted, but she feels so empty inside. So that's and what that that she wrote it on. And like they, you heard her narrating it as she was writing it, okay. and then when Lena opened the pants um, in Greece, the letter fell unbeknownst to her underneath her. Door. I wanted to make that connection because I I. I missed some, and I was just trying to figure out what I missed there. So, all right, back to the happy ending wedding. Um, yeah. I mean, that was about the only way to – I'll say this, too. Like, I lost my train of thought. I had something, and it's gone. So, we can move on. We can move on. Anything else anybody wants to add, or are we just going to jump to the, our final stuff? I will say one final thing about Rory. So, you know – we look at Rory, and there's just not a lot to say, but not so fast, my friends. You know, sometimes. Charlie. Thank you. Uh, sometimes, you know, um, people just have a little bit more normal of a childhood. And you know what? I love that hers was just a little bit more. Seal- Everybody's got the hard stuff. Don't let me wrong. But hey, Rory had, you know, had a quiet life and she was just used to playing it safe and she got to get a little wound out there and i like that i like the touch i like i like just the simple so i just did did you connect most to rory brandon i connected a lot to rory also nope not gonna say it (laughs) (laughs) i I did have that i had that same thought brandon like you know of all the of all like you're looking at the other three stories like there was just a lot of brokenness and, and not that there's not brokenness in her story um there is in her in her own way but like it did make it seem to me like Mikey, you said why even have her in there i think it did kind of make a little bit more sense of like well i mean it makes sense that somebody's having a love you know like 
going to the most the sexiest place on earth almost and like you know falling in love with some henley henley fitted man you know um so i i, I don't have a, i had way less of a problem with that than i did with the jeans fair enough well let's jump on then guys let's wrap it up if, if anybody's got any final thoughts any anybody wants to talk about a favorite character we got to rank this thing um whoever wants to get us started Just anyone. Not everybody wants, huh? I'll yeah. go. Um, so I, I think that if, if I just like, if I were to judge my um, like my rankings, if that were on like a roller coaster or whatever, like if, 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 if metaphorically speaking, when it started, not a roller coaster. That's a bad. That's a, anyway, my 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 emotions watching this at the very beginning when the pants was in, were introduced, I thought. That this was going to be a really stupid movie. I, it was going to be really fluffy, like not nothing. Um, and so I had pretty low expectations, which I think allowed me to enjoy the movie, have, to to enjoy the movie more than if I like didn't see the first two minutes of it, you know. Um, but then again, at the very end, when like when, when when the pants was the whole deal, like it seemed like they were trying to hijack the whole feeling with like, well, the reason why there's reconciliation is because you're wearing magic pants to a wedding. That was I thought was a stretch. So if you were to take that part out like the middle whatever that was like hour and 45 minutes of it um i thought it was a really like i thought it was four really great stories and kind of in their own world like mimicked kind of movies that we'd done with the with mama mia with the now and then with or uh with now and, then. and what was that i can't remember that movie what's the movie where they this girl saved somebody in a store do you remember that what was that movie that we watched that that did that where the uh maybe where she, the like, heart is yes where the heart is and so then like tv story i thought about that movie and so it's all kind of like mimicked a couple different things anyway um i i think eric just the this the whole like because that was the second to last scene before the before the what i just thought man it left a huge like bitter bad taste in my mouth because that guy should be in jail um and so i did i, I did think that the you know like i said the, the dad uh bridge's dad was just a deadbeat and i felt so i felt so bad for her um just i mean she, going through what she did with her mom was enough was 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 hard enough but then t- to have a have a loser as a dad who and, and granted he's probably dealing with his own his own stuff i get that but still the movie made him not to see it seem like an idiot and so he was an idiot um i will say this i, I was keeping track of the kind of the map of the pants and where it went and um even even when like they were handing pants back and forth whenever they were all together everybody seemed to have some that pretty equal time so there wasn't like um, even though carmen needed a little extra magic in the end maybe she kind of went over the top as far like maybe she went to the top of like who who had it the longest um but they you know bridget was telling her she needed to break a rule number 11 she needed to have a new new rule to when the when when the when the sister needs it the most that that she should get the pants and so i respect that um I think having the luxury of going first, like if the most like um, impactful character would have to be Bailey and just her, her, the little girl, her outlook on life, um, the way that she made, I just something I really appreciate about her. And, and, and honestly, it's something I probably will take with me. Like, like, man, like she made every person that she was with, like she made them the hero of the story, you know, but I think it's something that's really, um, really important, you know, when, 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 our tendencies to make ourselves the hero. This girl, she just made, she made her as a hero, which I thought was really, uh, I mean, awesome. And for a 12 year old to do that is, is very rare, I would think. And so 
I'll, if I'm going to rate this movie, um, I have to take into account the beginning and the end because it's the first thing you see is the last thing you end. Um, if I didn't, this movie would have probably gotten a higher rating for sure. So all things considered, I'm what's our scale? I almost went five out of ten. What do we? Five. We are five. I'm gonna go Plus two and a half. <laughs> Yeah. No, I can't. I don't want to delve in on on on, the, on that territory. I'll leave that to him. I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go two stars uh, or two butterfly tattoos, and it was good. It deserved better. Um, but the the I still have a bad taste in my mouth with with Eric and just this idea of the pants. Like they made this a very real movie surrounding a pair of pants that fit four different girls with completely different body types, and like I just don't know. How, like it could have been like just the sisterhood. I don't know. It I, the fact that it all centered around the pants was something that I, I just couldn't really get over. So I'm gonna give it a two, but I really, I really enjoyed it. I did. And I, my expectations were very low and they far exceeded them. Well, now that we've gotten two butterfly tattoos, let's see how high we can go. Brandon, what are you thinking? All right, everybody. So I'm watching this movie, by the way, favorite character, Bailey, it's tough to beat that. Um, maybe second favorite character. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. So anyway, look, you got a movie that starts off a little slow, getting a little bored. What's old Rory doing in Greece? I can't get the picture. And then you got, uh, her name's not Sabrina, uh, Bridget, out in Mexico playing soccer balls, running around little boys, ridiculous. Then you got Carmen, and her dad is ridiculous. And you got this family that doesn't love her. And then you got Libby, who is at the Walmans, which is her definitely name's- not Walmart, but it's Walmans. Tibby. Yeah. What what did I call her? Did I call Libby. her Libby? I messed up. It's Tibby. And you're sitting there thinking, this is so boring. I don't like this. And then all of a sudden, you have a comeback. You know what movies had comebacks? Rudy. Remember the Titans? <laughs> Lord of the Rings? Shawshank Redemption? Well, gentlemen and gentlemen and gentlemen and gentlemen. Let me tell you, this is one heck of a freaking comeback story where these pants start changing lives and perspectives and healing relationships and making these girls go deep. It made me go deep. It made us go deep. And I am going to give it 100 million minus 200 million plus 300 million butterfly tattoos. But then we're going to times it by zero and I'm going to give it 1 million butterfly tattoos. Thank you, man. This is this is the wow. biggest underdog story of all time. Okay. <laughs> He's all that. tangled up. <laughs> I missed that. I'll go. Uh, okay. I don't know how to follow that, but you I'll, can't. I'll fill, I'll fill time here. Uh, man, I, I I'm gonna go the opposite. Uh, my favorite character, I'm gonna say, is the pants, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I love it already. <laughs> I think I, I just here's the deal from the very beginning, and I understand the sense of magic pants is it is what it is, but uh I think because for me it's personal growing up, uh my four best friends and I on paper we didn't make a lot of sense. And uh and, you know, to spare ideas, we just didn't make a lot of sense, but we were just the best of friends. We did everything together from seventh grade uh, until we graduated and we're still in contact to this day. Uh, and so just seeing that and seeing how this pair of pants with different girls, different tastes, different, they look differently, but like they were all encouraged to put them on and try them on. And this drew them to this friendship. So I guess friendship's my favorite character, but 
the oh, Panther pantsing the friendship. And so uh, I just, uh, it sounds so goofy, but like the power of friendship really is true because you see a lot of these girls with problems in their families. There's a detachment. There's some kind of way where their actual family has let them down, which happens. But uh, part of this kind of proves that you don't always need blood relatives to have a family. And uh, it's a, just a really good picture of that. And so for me, it brought back a lot of nostalgia. Uh, there were a few times in my life things things had happened. And a few of my guys told me things I didn't want to hear or just sat with me or we sat with someone else. You just come over unannounced and you go and be with your people. You know, it just it just took me back personally. So uh, kind of like Nathan said, you know, not a lot of expectations. I knew this was a book. I knew kind of the premise. But uh, the way it got deep real fast, uh, it made me remember my friends and made me want to call them. And so just for that alone, thankful for the pants, thankful for the movie. I'm going to give it a four out of five butterfly tattoos. I think uh, I've been on a couple seasons now, and this is this is upper echelon for me of movies I've seen, just because, like I said, I'm a big relationships person. And so anything that can highlight that, uh, I love. And with all, with the majority of my best friends being in different cities now, this was just a really cool thing of even a goofy pair of pants can connect people. And if you really are friends, you'll find ways to connect and, and do things. So I don't know. Maybe that's too deep, but I loved it. No, no, no. Can can I can we get a clarification here? So is the pants your favorite character? I yeah. just I just need I, I just need to make, yeah, I need to make I'm, the pants the pants are my favorite character. I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna land there. Mikey, have fun following that up, buddy. <laughs> well, Taylor, you got anything? Um yeah, I could say a couple things. <laughs> um one, I think I want to just I know so I can I, follow him. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, I didn't. I think Nate. I just keep thinking through like uh, that. I think we would just have to throw this under the genre of magical realism. The idea that we're going to pretend that it's a very realistic scenario, but there's happens to be magic in this in this world. I think they kind of set that up. So I, the pants didn't bother me um, to that degree, but. I agree with Bradley. I think it's I'm trying to go with. I would have given it four out of five stars here, um, and in a similar way to what Bradley was saying, I thought what stuck out to me was that this could have been for for teenage girls. This could have been um, could have gone a lot of different ways and still hit the market well. And I think to actually deal with something that was real. Um, not not one thing, but several things outside of I thought I thought the whole Greece thing was um, incredibly shallow by the end of the story, and I thought that her storyline had the most um, promise of depth at the start. Um, in the same way that I thought that Bridget's had the least chance of depth at the start, but really massively, the whole ending changed that for me, minus the Eric thing, but. I'm dealing with their mom. So I just, I appreciated how they, they, um, I think there are moments where you, where you're watching the movie and sometimes they'll say something like, maybe that wasn't too bad of an author. Like that was a good line. That was a good speech. Those were, you know, stuff was well put together. Like that was not, there was a lot of moments that weren't Disney channel, um, in a mm -hmm. genre that no matter who makes it often feels like, you know, just a step up from Disney, but like this was a whole other platform for them. Uh, so I was I was really impressed. 
would you so how many did you give it four? I give it four out of five. Okay. Um <clears throat> for me, and I, I think I gave a lot of my final thoughts already, but just kind of to elaborate on who's your favorite, Taylor? Uh Tibby. Tibby. Yeah. I might go there too. Like I loved Bailey um and what she did for Tibby, but I think I like Tibby the most because I mean she did change. Um, like she was kind of like hardened and and didn't care and this that and the other and this girl changed her and i love my favorite scene i mean gosh this is going to sound heartless but i think you guys are going to get it um is in the hospital right before bailey dies because tibby shows up with these pants which we all know like clearly they're not really magic pants they're pants that fit all these girls and give them the confidence to be what like to just be who they wish they were um but Tibby, who's like, seems like the biggest cynic of all, takes these pants to the hospital and she's like, you just got to wear them. You just got to wear them. You just got to wear them. And then you got this little girl who like knows that these pants aren't going to save her life. And she's like, no, I, they already use their magic. on." I just loved that scene. Like the friendship was, was enough. And so I, I thought it was really cool. Like, um, like I said, it did what now and then didn't do, um, and it, in a way, it was kind of like a pitch perfect for me. I know it wasn't a comedy, but like when we watched that movie, I had very, very low expectations. Mm. Then I really enjoyed that movie. And I'm like, you know what? I would watch the second one. Like, am I going to watch Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too? I can't say that I'm going to, but I'm interested in where that story went. Um, because this movie, like was way better than I anticipated. I thought we were going to tear this apart and nobody did. Um, like for me, I would have probably gone for, but even though Bridget's story like ends in a really real place, I hated soccer camp in Mexico. And even though like, I think you guys are right. You do have to have one person whose story is not a bunch of trauma. Um, I just didn't like the Grease story and like the whole, like literally it being Romeo. And so I'm going to go right down the middle. I'm going to give it uh, a three, three butterfly tattoos. I'm not going to go any lower. Cause I do think it was a good movie. Um, and I think if you haven't watched it, you should. Um, but those two things were just kind of hard for me to get past, but it does make me think, you know, you've got, I mean, we're on both sides of the spectrum right here. You've got Brandon who's took his picture away. I guess he's, Lord knows what he's doing. He's out. But you've got Brandon, the wizard of love, the literal wizard of love. You know that guy believes that magic is real. Amen. And then you've got Nate, who can't get past that these pants are supposed to be magic. And so I'm wondering, like, clearly we're all not going to fit in the same pair of jeans. But, like, as as a group of guys, man, like for us, I wonder if we could pass something along and see see if if there's any magic in that. And so, I think we have to have the brotherhood of the traveling hat, where each of us gets this for a week. If you're watching, not watching on YouTube, we've got a hat with the words, folks. Um, Thank so God, this week. Then we ship this thing out. And we just see how it goes by the end of the season. And we you also write a letter. Maybe we post on Instagram what happened during our week. Um, I did think a handwritten letter would be awesome. Just yeah, it could be. Could be. So we'll see what happens. Go. Um, 
But like we just like I want my magic too. You know, I want my life to change because of an article of clothing. So I think that that's kind of where we need to go. I, I'm just going to assume we're all in. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm I did have, I had one, one last thing. I thought about this when you and Taylor started talking about Tibby. Are we sure that she ever put the pants on? I thought she did it work because the mm-hmm. boss said, oh, and you're not supposed to wear jeans. Ah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Brandon pointed right. that out to me because I didn't oh. catch it either. He was paying attention. No big deal. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's it, guys. I think we covered this. I think this is a movie that people need to watch. Um, and so our next episode, I don't 100% know what it is, but I think we're going to kind of keep rotating where it's not going to be a movie. We're going to go down another avenue. Is that right? We're going we're gonna to give them something a little different. So... We'll give you a few more movies this season, but we're just going to mix it up a bit. So, but that's not this episode. This episode was a movie. And you know what? You might not remember the movie, but we hope you remember the talk. Bye. For romance, somehow these dudes are our only hope. I hope you do not remember the movie, but I know the talk. Bye.